For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're back, baby. Horns up, talking Texas. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tosopoulos, DJ Nikki Snacks, Kreider, and the Quan Cosby. This is the Horns up, talking Texas podcast once again. Once again. Horns up, talking Texas. Joshua Fisher, Nikki Snacks, Kreider, Alex Tosopoulos, Rock Tosopoulos, the Quan Cosby. We're talking Texas football, so get your horns up, because here we go. <laughs> Horns up, talking Texas. Gentlemen, if it wasn't official before, it's official now. We have our starting quarterback. Number three, the mullet, Quinn Ewers, transfer from Ohio State. One of the highest rated quarterbacks in the history of ratings coming out of high school. He'll be under center to start the season against UL Monroe next weekend. Are we, are we upset? How do we feel the fact that it was ever even really a competition and that he wasn't named the starter from the jump? Because I know how I feel about it. I'm curious. How you I don't think. feel bad about that at all. I think that's a good sign. I mean, you want your quarterback to to fill the competition before the season even starts because there's nothing going to be like the competition when it comes to playing on the field in the Big 12. And then, of course, you got Bama. So if you want to compete all season long, then you got to get that mentality going early on thousand percent i mean we say we've been saying a lot iron sharpens iron uh i feel like Quan has said it on the show before too Quan's up in the air right now george clooney is that george clooney up in the air Mm -hmm. thank you yeah on a little vacay we'll be back next week the season starts he said that in the past they would play so hard i've heard lendell white say too about usc they would practice. They would practice so hard, and they were playing the best of the best. That by the time they got to game week, it was easier. In the competition, the practice, how hard they're going at each other. Look, you don't want guys getting hurt, but that's going to prep you. Someone once said they don't play me. They don't pay me to play. They pay me to practice, and that was always really stuck with me. And I think it's a little different. I mean, there is NIL, of course, and we've talked about that nine thousand times. But in college, the Bama game is going to be brutal, but we're at home. And I could be, this could be wishful thinking, and this could be me going too against the grain. I don't think this Bama team is as good as that LSU team was. Not even close when they went on that unbelievable run. Are they they better than the Georgia team last year? No, I was going to say Georgia either. I mean, you got to look at that as a whole in terms of how many NFL draft 
prospects that they're putting out there as well. That LSU team had what, like 14 players drafted or something. I think Georgia had something similar. I don't know the exact number, but it was definitely more than starting 11 on one side of the ball. Yeah. So that translates to, to a winning a national championship. It really does. I mean, these guys go to the next level and they go out and start or, you know, they go out and go to the Super Bowl in Joe Burrow's case. Bama is a wagon. Not to overlook UL Monroe, but we should go in and dominate that game. Bama is a wagon. But they lost both of their receivers. They have a transfer running back, a transfer wide receiver one. Obviously, their defense is Bama's defense. This I'm looking at that game, and we've been chalking up it as a loss, and I'm done doing that. You're you're drinking the Kool-Aid once again? Yeah, I'm back. Well, I think I'm, like why? Why are we Nick, chalking that up as a loss already? Nick brought up um a really good point on another show that we host together on the stadium app. Best to believe on stadium. Anyone who has that app should go Dude, check it out. You know what you are great at? Plugs? The best. Um, But I think he brought up a great point. We were talking about CFP predictions, and Nick was saying that he wouldn't be surprised if a Pac-12 team got in because there's a lot of top-tier talent in the Pac-12, more so than the previous years. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got some true contenders in in USC and in Oregon, uh, Utah. I mean, they're kind of a dark horse one. And we we all like UCLA a lot. But I think I think the same has to be said for the Big 12. Yes, Texas is not right now that one of those top three teams, right? It's, it's Baylor, it's Oklahoma State, and it's Oklahoma. All falling between the 8 and 15 rankings um, at the AP poll. Yeah. There's some motivation for those three teams for Texas to really come out firing, especially if this is a year where teams like Ole Miss in the SEC, teams like Arkansas, teams like Tennessee can make a little bit of noise and potentially Mississippi State can upset Alabama, who we just talked about as not being Georgia, Alabama and Georgia yeah, as not being quite as good as they have been in years past. Now, I still think that they're two of the, the top four best teams in football. But any any given Saturday, anything can happen. And I think whether you're drinking the Kool-Aid or, or not, like the team has to be in the same mindset that you are, that they can go and beat that team. Have to. Yeah. I mean, I think the best team in college football is Ohio State. Defense was the question last year. And maybe that was just a maturation period. Because again, they have a lot of turnover as well. They might have the best corner quarterback they have the best receiver as much as we love x-man they may have they may have the best running back i love Bijan, and he is the best running back as it stands but henderson is right there with him he's that talented no Bijan's better you mean you mean he may have a better year dude i'm telling you and Bijan is that dude so is henderson they both are two of the best college backs or potential wise i've seen in a long time if Bijan was playing on Alabama, if Bijan was playing on Georgia, if Bijan was playing on the LSU teams that Leonard Fournette played on, but that's what I'm saying. I he think would, he would be what, what draft pick was Leonard Fournette? Number four. Fourth. I think Bijan would be in that same discussion. Someone would be reaching for him if he were not at Texas the last three years, two yeah, years. 100%. No, I, but two I, years, I don't think it's anything. I don't think it's a knock on Bijan. I think Henderson is also that dude. I'm, I think he's in that same wheelhouse. He's better than. Gibbs I mean, we were Bama. five and seven last year, and guys were 
guys, pros, guys that were retired NFL players were watching that guy play because he was that special. I don't, I don't disagree. I I think, yes, I think Bijan. But there's not a lot of guys that, that we talk about in that way. And pros, former pros talk about in that kind of way. I just think that Henderson's that here. He had 15 tutties last year as a freshman and seven yards of carry. How many touchdowns did that team score in general? They're look, I that, but that's my point. They're the best team. They have an unbelievable offensive line. They're yeah. the best team. I think Clemson's. I think Clemson got kicked in the teeth last year, and they'll bounce back. Yeah, they're gonna be great defensively, at least. They have some of the best defensive players in college football. Yeah, and that's bad. I'm a saving grace, in my opinion. Obviously, Bryce Young's the Heisman winner. Obviously, you know, from like a programming standpoint, we're gonna get into the ULM game next week and kind of do a deep dive. And, and Quan will Quan will be back for that, and that'll be really great to to get his thoughts. We're looking at the teams who are in the top 10. I think a lot of the criticisms that came on a team like AM were we don't know who the quarterback is. Right? They hadn't they haven't named their starting quarterback yet. There's a question mark as to which guy is truly the the best starter, the best fit as the, as the starter. And I just wish we had I just wish we had named a little bit earlier. I mean, I'm not worried whatsoever. Um, do you expect what do you think about this? I, I feel like by the end of the season. Quinn will be our starter, obviously. And I think Hudson could have announced his his transfer candidacy. Um, and Malik would be our our backup at that point. Yeah, with Arch coming in next year. Yeah. Yeah, Hudson's the best. He's certainly talented. I don't think I don't think Hudson's bad. I just don't think he was ready last year. And that's okay. Like Joe Burrow was when Joe Burrow's first year at LSU and Joe Burrow's, you know, we've been talking about it a lot on this show, and Joe Burrow's euphoric year at LSU. It's night and day. Like some guys, well, they change their offense too. Change their offense, yeah, they change a lot. Like Hudson might not be in the right spot. That might have been up in the right offense for Hudson. Hudson might not have been ready last year. Our offensive line wasn't great, clearly. In the little action that Hudson saw, and it was little. Like he looked solid in that first game. First game, he had, he had some good passes. Looked solid. An accurate, he's definitely an accurate thrower. I just, yeah. I just felt he was hangs onto the ball too long. Yeah, he was, he was hyped up as a runner more than he should have been. Horrible, horrible. He didn't look, he didn't look strong running. But this is, I think, confident in his legs in the same way that a guy like Sam did. And Sam is going to be a perennial backup in the NFL, which that's an impressive feat. But yeah, you know, the top sixty-four quarterback in the world. But I think you bring. I think the point you're. I think what you're saying. Not that you're dancing around it, but I think you're hitting the nail almost in the head. The difference between Sam and Hudson, for better or for worse sometimes for Sam, Sam was decisive. Sam, and that's what it takes to be a quarterback sometimes. And some of that comes with with maturation. Yeah, I, I just think Hudson is a very indecisive football player. Right now. Or what we saw in, from what we saw last year. Saw, from what we saw last for year. what he needed to be last year. As a sure. quarterback for Texas football, he was too in. He was a freshman. He's a freshman. <laughs> He's a freshman last year, you know, and it's the thing with, and the best case scenario is that he's transferring next year. Cause that means Quinn was good. If he's not transferring next year, really he's good. still here. This means this year was a disaster. Yeah. yeah he's, a, he's well, a, he's a sophomore this year. Yeah. So the, the, um, we mentioned it, I think last week or maybe two weeks ago, but the over under at betonline.ag, go to betonline.ag and uh, sign up today. Use the promo code, believe 50, get 50% off. Your first deposit, a little bit of welcome bonus action there. 
Uh, the Texas regular season wins over under is still eight and a half. The under, if you were to take the under of eight and a half, um, that bet is minus one forty five. If you were to take the over over eight and a half, that bet is plus one fifteen. I gotta... think those odds have changed. Our over under hasn't changed, but I think those odds have changed since the injury, um, on the offensive line. Yeah, and to Nair Probably. on the outside. Nair, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I we've already discussed like we're not we're not we're we're bummed that we don't get to see Nair on the field because I think we were all really excited about that. But I think we have uh, a, a variety of weapons uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Of course, Roshan as well. Um, he looks to be coming back at some point, so that's thankful mm-hmm. for that. But eight and a half. I mean, where do you where do you still sit with this over under, Josh? Okay, because last I think when we visited it two weeks ago, you were at. You were at nine games. Yeah, well, let's go through it. I'll quickly run through it, and the slate, slate, and I'll ULM, and I'll give us a little back just quickly in the Hudson thing. He played his freshman year a little bit, a couple of games, but he ended up being a redshirt. That's where we're at. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's where I think we were both on. We forgot that he played, but a couple snaps, a couple. He had a little cup of coffee behind Sammy E. Um, ULM, we win. I mean, if we lose that game, I'm gonna. I don't know. I actually, I I think I'll quit. I think that'll be it. For me. Okay. The uh, what are they? The the they the Warhawks. They're they're a W. No, there's some sort of what? There's some sort of eagle, right? Or like yeah, they're like an animal, a bird. They're they're a bird. There's some of the flies in the sky that we have to defeat. Yeah. Bama. The Warhawk. Wow. Nice dude. Thank you. Bama. L. L. I'll just say that. One and one. One and one. We beat UTSA. Two and one. Roadrunners. Nice. Birds birds can't handle us. No. Then we have Tech, and then we have WVU before the big game. You think we're going into the big game four and one? Uh, The auto. Okay. For me to even think we're going to have a chance. Tech should be a relatively easy win. It's at Tech, but we should beat them. WVU is a little at bit home. It's a little bit trickier of a, a game. Bit trickier of the game. We have JT Daniels now, but I think we take that Mountaineer and Nation. Then, let's ride. Let's. Yeah. I look. Here's the deal. The last game we have of the year, regular season, is Baylor at home. We should win that. We should beat TCU at home. Although I think they'll be sneaky competitive as always. We we're not losing a he's not losing a Kansas twice. So that's another one. The games, the OU to Iowa State. To Oklahoma State, we have a week off and we have Kansas State. We're away at the OK State, Kansas State games. If we lose one of those games, I'm not happy, obviously, but it's not the end of the world. If we lose the OU game in one of those games, it's not the end of the world. And that takes us to four wins, five wins. I'm assuming we beat Iowa State at home. Five wins, six wins, seven wins, eight wins. And that takes us to our nine to get us over. And I think that's fair. We were in almost every single game last year, offensively at least. And it's the same thing with like, it's the same thing I said in our radio show about the Jets. Everyone's like, Zach Wilson. And I know Nick almost kicked me in the nuts, you know, when I compare it to the Jets. But I compare it in this sense. I'm not really looking at, I mean, I want the offense to click and obviously Quinn's in there. Winnington's healthy. We have two tight ends. Jatavian Sanders is going to be a stud. Mark my words. I'm feeling it. I'm looking at the defense. 
can we have a competitive defense for once? It's like, can we get, we bring in Gary Patterson, breathing down PK's neck. We have Overshawn. We have good players. Can we be competitive on the defensive side of the football? That's really what I, that's like what I'm looking at in the first first quarter of the season heading into OU because it, OU's offense is taking a step back. Yeah, Nick. If I'm being honest, I, I don't believe that the issues on defense had anything to do with our players. I think that we're always fine getting talented players on the defensive side of the ball. But University of Texas, we can recruit whoever we want. Sure. To to an extent. Scheming is another thing and coaching is another thing and mentality is another thing. We missed so many tackles over the course of the last five, six, seven, eight years that that just can't happen. You can't miss tackles. You can't have the second guy, the second line of defense making tackles on big running backs. They can't have the big plays. And a lot of that is just mentality and philosophy and coaching. Um, it starts in the top. You know, I mean, Sark to second year here, but Tom Herman, Chuck Strong, there might not have been a philosophy in place to have that shut down, lockdown defense. And mind you, when Chuck was here, we actually had some pretty good defenses. So yeah, bringing in Patterson, I think is a huge X factor, whether he's hands-on or not, he still brings in a certain philosophy to the team that transcends a better defense. Now we've got guys who opted to stay over Sean leader on the defense. You need a guy who is going to be that leader for that 11 guys out there. And to take charge, Alfred Collins, you know, guy who I think can can be a huge impact guy, Cook, defensive back. You know, we need to have a guy on every single level of our defense that is going to be that leader. Love that. I I also think that like the Overshawn thing in Coburn, like those two guys, week one against ULM. Again, we'll get into it next week when we when we break the game down further, but. When they're matched up with guys that are clearly not at the same level of physicality or talent than them, they have to dominate. Well, yeah, because it's they're not going to be able to dominate when we're playing against Bama. Those offensive linemen are too big. Yeah, they can beat them still, but they're not going to be able to dominate. And you ha- you have to, they have to get into that mindset. And I think hopefully that's Gary Patterson that's instilling that mindset within them and PK, of course. Um, that that they dominate those matchups when they have the advantage. Here's what I want to say about our year offensively. Then, because I'm 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 in step. We're all on the same page for defense. Offensively, run the damn football. Get in and get out of games, especially that Bama game. Do not put the ball in Bryce Young's hands and give him a chance to beat you. Do not put the ball in JT Daniels' hands and give him a chance to beat you. Do not put the ball in Spencer Sanders' hands. Do not put the ball in Dylan Gabriel, who has offensive coordinator back at OU's hands, and give him a chance to beat you. Get in and get out of these games. I don't. I don't. I don't care. Like if we win by thirty or forty, it doesn't matter. I don't need Quinta. I mean, to be sick to put him five hundred yards and have this amazing air raid offense. Get in and get out of games. Yep. Sacks is another thing I think we need to focus on on the defense side of the ball. We had twenty sacks last season. Pathetic. The the leading sack. Man, the sack man, <laughs> Ben Davis, two and a half sacks. How is that possible? I mean, there's teams that have guys that have like 15 sacks, 10 sacks. Like, is it asking too much for a guy to have six sacks, four sacks? How can our leading sacker be two and a half? 20 as a team is dreadful. That's a little over a, a sack a do, game. Do you guys think that if we 
all three of us lined up as an edge rusher every single game of the college football season that the Longhorns played. So whatever, 12 games. Do you think we could have one sack just, right. just by, and this is, this is where I'm not even saying like I'm athletic enough to beat anyone. I just think that eventually a quarterback's going to run into me and he's going to fall over and I'm going to bump him and it's going to be a sack. Like, if you, if you're playing two every single, like every single snap. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I actually give you, can I actually say this? You have a better chance of getting a sack in my opinion than scoring from the one. I agree. I think so too. I think if I'm in the gym too. Yeah. Training with the team. But that brings me back to your point, Toss, of what you said is against Monroe. These guys got to have big confidence builders, right? We got to have a guy out there that gets the quarterback three times that game. You, yeah. you got to beat the same thing with, with UTSA. You got to go out there and beat up on the lesser opponent to build up your confidence. So when you play Bama, when you play OU, when you play Baylor, that you already have all these sacks under your belt and your shit don't stink. Yeah. I mean, not just sacks either. I mean, rushing yards, receiving yards, touchdowns, tackles, you know, force fumbles, all of it. It's, it's confidence. You just got to build your confidence because when you play a close game against a team like Monroe, and you get maybe a sack or two as an entire team. If you can't get around those O linemen, how are you expecting to get around the SEC O linemen of the University of Alabama, who are probably going to have a couple go in the first round? I mean, I would jerk off the cleanest homeless man, Venice Boardwalk, for another season of OSI. Sorry. There's not a lot of clean ones, so I you know. might have trouble finding it. I know that's I know Quan. This is not the typical show oh. we roll with Quan, but that's a little TCS Spe- for you. Speaking of clean. If you enjoy crisp, clean sound, (laughs) you should go to Sonos and you should get a Sonos Ray. It's one of the best speakers out there. Uh, All three of us have one. We enjoy listening to music. We like listening to to the game when we hook it up to our TV. Sonos is a fantastic audio brand. Uh, The Sonos Ray is one of their top tier products. So go check it out. Go to Sonos and and, and grab yourself a Sonos Ray. Yeah. Question for you guys. A little fun one. Go. If you're watching a Texas football game, who is your go-to commentary crew? Who do you want to listen talk about Texas? Who's my favorite? I mean, who's my favorite guy? I I think this is like who I does he, do y'all like also not like I feel like people don't like him. Gus Johnson? I, my favorite. He's the man. Who who yeah. doesn't like him? No, someone around me is you like him. I like him. He's great. There He's was incredible. somebody in our circle or inner circle that does not like Gus Johnson. There's somebody like that we know like really well. I forget who it is. It thinks Gus Johnson is oh it, not Gitlin Stryker. That's Zach. Thinks Gus Johnson's too much because there's no way Gitlin thinks he's too much. Or buddy Zach, Gitlin. that's his. No, uh, no that's, that's his up his alley. That's his mo. Yeah, thinks he's well, too much. No, Gus Johnson's obviously like when we have Herb Street and Chris Fowler. Like Fowler. that's a that's a big game usually. So that's why I think those are important. But like, who are we gonna get for the Bama Texas game? And it's a it's gonna be on Fox. I'm assuming probably Gus Johnson, right? Yeah, yeah, I would hope. I mean, I, there, there's a lot of guys I like. I, you know, I I think we have more success in college football than we do NFL. Yeah, I mean, NFL there's more, only there's got more like, guys that get more shots too. NFL, you really have like the Sunday night guys, the Monday night guys, and then Tony and um, 
I'm blanking on my, my homie's name. Is Tony the best in the world? No. Could he be the best in the world one day? Sorry. Uh, I Jim mean, Nance. he's there's few guys like, that can Jim break. Nance, Jim, Jim Nance and Tony Roma. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I think Tony gets like too into it. Yeah. Like he's too like, into knowing exactly what's going to happen. I, I like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. And they're doing Monday Night Football this year. I know. But I don't think I've heard on the, the grapevine that Buck doesn't like baseball. He does the World Series every year. I think he calls a good World Series. Hey, he's, he's good. He really is good at baseball. I Joe Buck baseball is like some of my favorite. And I think it might be an unpopular opinion, but that's where I stand. Um, All right, gents. Gents. We'll be back next week with Quan. ULM. I'm saying this right now. If we lose that game, I'm done. I'm never watching Texas football again. That's a lie. No, I can't take it anymore. That's where I'm at. If we lose that game, I just want to put that out there. And I'll say that to Quan and to his face next week. I have no problem saying that. That's how no confident problem. you are that we're going to win. I, that's how desperate I am. Fans out there, Joshua Fisher, Alexander, Tossin Rakasapos, Nikki Snacks, Kreider, get your horns up talking Texas. We'll see you next time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.